button here. And so we're going to put this on uh, the church website. Just go to our podcast section, and you'll be able to listen to it. And um, yeah, if you want to take notes then or go back to any of the scriptures, you can. I want to talk uh, tonight about kind of what we talked a little bit about last week in our weekend services. When you study Ephesians and you look at what the Bible tells us about marriage, uh, I, I mentioned it just quickly in passing last week. It's interesting that the marriage section is right next to the spiritual warfare section. That, yeah, right? Is that a surprise? It's like, um, you say, well, it looks like different chapters or different verses or things like that, but they didn't have chapters and verses back when Paul was writing the letter. He was writing about marriages and family and work and spiritual warfare, and, and it's just kind of this constant uh, stream of thought that Paul is talking and, and I think it's true because there is spiritual warfare in our marriages. I think it's crystal clear in the Bible that the enemy's out to destroy your marriage. He wants to tear you two apart. And Paul has to remind us that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. You're not sitting next to your enemy right now. But the enemy wants to tell you that you are. Uh, there's another enemy that we're fighting, another enemy that we're battling, and um, it doesn't matter if you're young or old, it's true of all of our marriages. And you can say, well, I'm, you know, we're so much in love, we're still newly married, the enemy's still trying to destroy your marriage. Um, you may be married for many years and think, oh, there's nothing that could come between us. The enemy's out to destroy your marriage. And so I want to look at some scriptures tonight talk about them, and we're going to begin in Matthew chapter 7, and it's the end of the Sermon on the Mount. So Jesus has taught us how to live the kingdom life. I mean, it is the definitive teaching on what it means to follow Jesus, and he ends that teaching with a parable. It's the only parable in the Sermon on the Mount, and so I'll read it to you here in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the uh, rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the wind beat against the house, it won't collapse because it, because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds his house on sand. When the rains and the floods come, uh, the winds beat against the house. It will collapse with a mighty crash. So I want to look at that parable and then uh, connect it to our homes because that's what this is. There are two homes being built. So we'll just look at our homes or our marriages that are being built uh, together. So there's two homes. One is built on sand. One is built on rock. The one that's built on sand uh, is the one that hears, you know, what we're supposed to do, but doesn't do it. And then the other one is the one who hears and obeys. And I think that's really important because a lot of times we think of this passage of Scripture, we think of those that are saved or those that are not saved, those who follow God or those who don't follow God. And, and there are definitely indications there because of, you know, you're either obeying or not obeying. But it's really about obedience because I think there's a lot of people that go to church and they're saved, but they don't necessarily obey what God says in his word. And that's what Jesus is saying here. He's like, when you listen and obey, 
um, you're building your house on the rock so that when the rain and the floods and the winds come, you're going to keep standing strong because those things are going to come in your life, in your marriage. And so are you building it on the rock? And I want to look at the, the three things that come against the home because I think these, this is what the enemy uh, uses in our marriages to destroy our marriages. And if, if you will allow me to take some liberties with this, but the idea of the rain and the flood and the wind. So I want to talk about those three things and look at some things that can come against our marriage. So we're going to talk about the rain first, because that's the first thing Jesus mentions. When the rain comes, uh, how many of you know too much rain is not a good thing, right? It begins to erode. Um, you know, we see that in the climate. We see that in different places. We uh, have a, a home that's been in our family for ever um, in uh, Iowa. You know, it back, goes back multiple generations, a farmhouse that just is, has uh, been a part of our family history tradition and, and just kind of on, on the side of a hill going into a valley. And the rains, you know, uh, we had to put a new foundation in not too long ago because the, the, the rain just keeps washing out. This built, home was built in the early 1800s, so it, it's, it was an old home built on stones that had started to shift, started to move, because that rain uh, and the erosion of the land uh, was changing, you know, just, it was just changing things. And so when you think about your marriage, what are some things that can erode your marriage? Some things over time that, you know, a, a casual rainstorm, there's nothing serious about that, right? I mean, that's not going to destroy a house. It's not going to have anything come down. But over time, you know, too much rain begins to erode. And I think what we see in society, um, and that's why I had you, you know, talk about uh, TV married couples, because when you look at different TV married couples, uh, look how TV married couples started at, like, the first invention of TV and the first shows that came out to the married couples that are on there today, you know? And not that there's not good examples today, but I'm just saying there, there's been this erosion because I, I think television is just kind of a mirror to what's really happening in society and our world and stuff like that. So, um, and I'm not saying it's TV's fault or anything like that. I'm just saying when you hold up a mirror to what society looks like, yeah, marriage has eroded over the years um, and, and what it means to be married. and, and it's very rare to ever see a healthy married couple on television. Um, it's rare to see that in real life. So, but that idea that, that you don't want that to erode. One thing that erodes um, our marriages is, is how we view Scripture, how we live out the Scriptures. That, like Jesus is teaching us here, when we hear God's Word and we obey God's Word, we're building on the rock. But if I, I can go to church and hear it, but if I'm not applying it, probably it's, I'm not building on a solid foundation. And, and maybe there was a solid foundation many years ago, but as time goes on, I think time is that biggest eroder in our marriage. And um, there are moments when, like I say, Leslie and I, if we haven't connected well in communication or whatever, time can erode the strength of your marriage. And so you have to watch things like that. You have to watch for those things that will erode your marriage. 
and you have to watch your mind and, and how you think as well. And so um, I believe God is for your marriage and he wants to build your marriage. Just as the devil wants to destroy your marriage, I believe God wants you two to be stronger than ever. And so what uh, it says in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. Uh, J.B. Phillips translated it this way, don't let the world squeeze you into its mold. Like, I want my mind, my life uh, to be according to what God says, you know, um, to, to love my wife and for her to love me and for us to... Uh, just have that type of relationship that's growing, that's being built on Christ, on his word. And, um, and we just need to be aware that nothing is eroding what God wants in my marriage. I, I want to build my life on the rock. I don't want to build my life on the sand. So that's the first thing, um, and that's rain. And so that's kind of a subtle thing, different things that kind of creep into our marriage that start to erode, um, erode that relationship. The other things we're going to talk about are, are a little more uh, drastic. And so we'll talk about floods because that's the next thing Jesus said. So a flood can come in and, and can destroy that house that's built on the sand. And floods can be devastating. Uh, our, our house has flooded several times, and that is probably the worst thing. I don't know if you guys have had that um, in uh, your experience or not. But the greatest calamity on record that we know of in human history happened in 1887 and it was the Yellow River flood in China and that flood killed 7 million people. 7 million people died in that flood. Um, we've seen floods in, in different parts of our nation and, and how devastating it is. And there are things that happen in our marriage that can be devastating. Not as slow eroding away. There are things that can just happen that can really hit our marriage hard. Um, an accident that happens, uh, a bankruptcy, just wrote a few things down, cancer, uh, a wayward child. Just There's so many things that can come along that just, man, that is just, it just hits your marriage and it, it could wipe you out if, if you're not built on the rock. And so we have to be careful of those things because our lives, I mean, uh, whether you know it or not, how many know that your life can be changed in an instant? One piece of news, one accident, one, one thing can just completely turn your life around. So how do you handle it? When that moment comes, how do you handle that devastating situation. How do you how do you process that? How do you get through that? And and that's where I believe our marriage vows are so key. That when we stood before God and everyone, you know, we said for better or worse, richer and poorer, sickness and in health, till death do us part. We made a vow to another person that that no matter what no matter how devastating that news is, we were going to work together. And I heard this one time, and I, I, I don't know who said it, but I loved it. Commitment means a willingness to be unhappy for a while. Commitment means the willingness to be unhappy for a while. In our culture, no, you don't want to be unhappy if, if your spouse is making you unhappy or whatever. There's going to be moments in your marriage you're going to be unhappy for a while. 
it's just going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. But again, we're not we're not building something that only lasts a few years. We're building something that lasts a lifetime. We're building something that matters actually for all of eternity. What we do together as a couple does matter for all of eternity, and it matters in other people's lives. Your your marriage actually matters to more people than you know. And, and so, uh, again, how do you handle that? Because, listen, it will happen. It is inevitable. I just wrote, again, some things that can happen, you know, death, illness, a job change. You have to move. How do you deal with these things? How do you deal with this devastating flood when it comes in? I want to give you another scripture in Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 43. Uh, it says, but now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. That idea when that flood comes, when the fire comes, when that devastating thing comes, what does God tell us here? I, I love these things. He says, first of all, uh, fear not. That's the first thing he says. When bad things are going to happen, fear not. You know, um, we can relax, right? That devastating news comes. We don't have to react, you know, immediately. We don't have to, like, just, oh, my goodness, the world's ending. You know, God says, fear not. But he goes to the next thing that he says that I love. He goes, I'll be with you. Fear not. You're not alone in this. I am with you. And so instead of reacting, maybe say, not even say, just try to sense where the presence of the Lord is in the middle of the flood. Because he says, I'm with you. You don't have to be afraid. So, okay, God, where are you at in this? Where, where, what's, what's going on in the middle of this? And then finally, God says, I'm going to get you through this idea that he's going to protect you. I love that. And, and everything here, uh, when you pass through the waters, okay, you're going to get through this. So you're going to make it through this. You're going to pass through the river. Hey, John. Um, you're going to pass through the fire. You're not going to die in the fire or the flood or anything. Um, you're going to make it through this. You're going to make it through. And so, again, keeping that in mind, when the devastating news comes, I'm not going uh, to fear I know God's with me, and he's going to get me through this. He's going to get you through this. You are not alone when something devastating happens, okay? Um, we'll move on to, to the wind, the wind that comes against our marriage. And so I was thinking about wind, and how many of you heard the phrase, uh, winds of change? Winds of change. So I thought, let's talk about change. And I know um, you got... Some mar young married couples here, so maybe not a lot of change just yet. Maybe there's been a ton of change already. I don't know. But as you get older and as you go through, there are changes in life that just happen. No marriage makes it through uh, beginning to end without a lot of changes. There will always be changes. So if you can get it into your mind that, okay, things will always be changing. Like, we always think, well, if I can get to this point, if I can get to that point, it's like, Nope, it's just it's going to keep changing and changing and changing. And here's the other thing. Your, your spouse will always be changing. They're going to be changing. You're going to be changing. It's just going to be change in your marriage. 
And again, we have to ask the question, is that change bringing us together or moving us farther apart? And, and the change should be bringing us together. Like we should be walking through this together. Um, so there's different ways to handle change. And so uh, one, you can reject it and just say, no way. <laughs> you know, like I'm not dealing with this kind of thing. So you could have that kind of attitude, just reject it, or you could resist it. Like, well, I know it's going to happen. I know you're changing, but I'll never, you know, whatever, fill in the blank. You know, so like that kind of pushback, like resisting that change. So you can reject that change. You can resist that change. Um, you can resent that change. I see that in a lot of married couples. They say, you're not the person I married, you know. When did you change? That kind of thing. And, and you can resent the change. Um, or you can relish change. You can enjoy change. You can um, just learn together, change together, grow together, make the most of it. And you know what's beautiful? If you're open to change and you're open to your spouse changing, uh, you'll never get bored. <laughs> I guarantee it. You'll never get bored. So instead of resisting it, fighting it, just no way, and resenting the other person, relish it. Like, hey, let's grow old together. Let's, let's do this together. Let's not grow apart as we change. Let's grow um, together because, again, that's what the whole point of what we talked about last week, but I believe God's whole point of marriage, starting in Genesis, continuing on in Ephesians chapter 5, this idea of two people becoming one, two becoming one. And, and again, it's the idea of becoming one. You don't become one in the day you're married. It's this future, like, I'm becoming one with the person that I'm married. So there's two becoming one. And, and like I said, Sunday, it takes you and it takes two. So you have to be all in for this lifetime of two becoming one. And the other person has to be in as well. You can't make a marriage work all by yourself. And, and you have to put the effort in. And you can't tell the other person, well, you have to, you have to make this up. No, it, it, it takes you and it takes two. And the two need to become one. And I believe that's, um, that's what God wants for all of our marriages. And so for changing, we just have to change and can keep going together, keep changing together. And I know that some of you even tonight, because those of you I prayed right before uh, tonight in my office, and, and I just sensed... Um, as, as I was praying, that there may be people coming to the group, and we're recording this, so maybe somebody's listening, but that there are people that are going through those deep waters, that there are people that are, it, it's not just erosion anymore. Now the flood has come, um, the winds are there, and, and you're, just, you're just at that point, like you're, you're tempted to give up, like this is hard. And it's been hard for a while, and it's just too hard, and I, I don't want to keep trying. And I just want to tell you, don't give up. Don't give up. Keep going. It, it's not over. Keep building your life together. Keep building your life on the rock. God is for you. He's not against you. The enemy's out to destroy your marriage. God's there to bless your marriage. God's there to bring you guys together. God wants to do great things in your life, and that's why we build our lives on the rock. We want to build our lives on the rock. Um, and I just encourage you to do that. So uh, in this part of tonight, uh, we'll go back to small groups in just a moment. But I would like 
us just have a moment as a couple. I think that's really important that we talk as a couple, digesting what we just heard. And like I said, we'll put this on the um, the the website as soon as we can, and and you can listen to it again if you want to. But I want you to think about <coughs> excuse me the wind, excuse me the the rain, the the flood, and the um, and and the winds. And as a couple, you're going to answer this question. It's just you two. What are some things that erode a marriage? And you can make it personal. Like, what are some things that are eroding our marriage right now? Or, you know, I, I don't feel close to you right now. Or I feel like if, if we don't, if we're not careful, we're doing good now. But if we're not careful, this might erode our marriage. So I want you to have that private time to talk. I know we're sitting super close to each other. Other. Other here, so I'm going to actually turn the lights on this side of the room. If some of the couples want to come over here and talk privately, I'll turn on some music on my iPad so that we get some noise, so you can't hear everybody talking. Uh, but I'd like every couple to spend some time talking privately. We'll go back to small groups in just a moment, but um, I'm going to give you five, ten minutes just to talk as a couple. So I'm going to turn these lights on. I just encourage some people to come uh, 